0: This is Radicalize the Roots, a podcast where we dig deep into radical conversations and unearth the roots that propagate this capitalist, white supremacist, patriarchal world. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Radicalize the Roots. It's Megan here. Um, I did do a post a couple weeks ago about what has been going on with me with regards to the podcast and how it's been evolving. I know I only had two episodes out so far, but I realized that the non-niche thing that I was doing was a little bit too overwhelming, to say the least. There's just too much out there to want to create content with. And so I focused in a little bit in, towards consistent anti-oppression and um, collective liberation with regards to anti-racism and decolonization within Turtle Island. So specifically with the Instagram account, I will very much focus on things happening within Canada, um, but we'll also have interviews and friends on from the United States and who knows what is to come. But I am excited to be back and recording, and I'm grateful for all the support and all of you who are listening. So for episode three, Elle and I chat about how mainstream white veganism brought us together and something rad that coalesced as a result. Of course, it wasn't just the two of us. Um, There were many folks involved, many folks. um, I was just one of the little worker bees but what we're talking about is Vow which stands for vegans against all oppression it was founded by E.A. E. Baco Dominic Thompson and Robbie Lockie and was launched just last month in January 2021 we also discussed the nuances of Elle's TV show Elle Travels Vegan in which she shows off the vegan lifestyle all over the world whilst weaving in real talk about local social human and climate justice issues and so L is an Afro-Latinx, genderqueer, vegan flight attendant. She is the co-founder of VOW, as I just said, and the host of her TV show, in which she stars in, directs, and edits. And she's very active within the human and animal rights movements. She is just an all-around fucking radical and glorious human. And I'm so thrilled to share the conversation that we had together. So... I'd also like to just share a little caveat of me acknowledging my white um, privilege, the fact that I am a settler, descendant of settlers on this colonized and stolen land. I talk a lot about the place for white folks within anti-racism spaces and within the realm of what kind of work that we need to do and what kind of space we need to create so that we can do our best to do that work. I also We also talk a lot about white veganism, and I just like to express that not all vegans are white, <laughs> and not all white vegans um, fall under the category of this mainstream white veganism that we are talking about and bashing a little bit because it's bad. And one more little, little tiny bitty is that I lose my words and I'm looking for a word. I'm looking for a word. That word, so you'll know in advance, is classism. Without further ado, here's our conversation. Here we are back with Radicalize the Roots. Finally, Um, this is Megan and I am here with L, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, Megan. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Me too. Now, I put you to work for this first episode of your podcast life because I have this part of the podcast the beginning where I like to bring in land acknowledgement but not just do one repetitively over and over like you know we're robots and so I asked you to look up or if you knew what the land was that you are on and the video that you sent me because you had found it was from the website native-land.ca and it had the actual map
1: that was cool
0: yeah, it was so cool because I've said I am living on the ancestral and stolen lands of the Coast Salish people, which include the Musqueam, the Squilitzth and the Skokomish Nations. I can say that like a robot, but I cannot actually visualize where it is and what it is. And so, looking up on this website, I saw how they overlap and it was really interesting. It's, I thought I could kind of figure it out before we started record, but I was just, I need to sit down with this and really study it. I really like to know, um, like I have a couple friends and I that I'm talking with on on social media and on WhatsApp, and I'm like, can you do a video of your house so that I can see where you are so when I'm talking to you, I can imagine you there right I like having that knowledge and so I just realized when I saw your video why aren't I doing that for myself on this unseated land that I'm living and playing and working on so I appreciate you actually looking at that that website and sharing that with me what what did you find
1: I found that I live because I live in the Bronx right so apparently the Bronx I guess was the name of the colonizer that took over (laughs) so it looks like where i live in the it's like close to washington heights in the bronx right here across the bridge so i live in right now it's called high bridge but when i looked over here it says wappinger muncie lenape maybe that's like a mixture of three different ones because i see that close by in new jersey it says muncie lenape and then to the north, it says Wappinger. So I guess that's just like the mixture, the the intersection. But what's more interesting is I looked up my parents, my parents' country. Um, I'm obviously, but my ethnicity is, I'm Dominican. So my parents, where they're from, is pretty cool because it's called San Francisco de Macorís now. it's it, it, but, it, but what's cool is that the land is, it, the, the whole area, first of all, all the those islands, that's all Taino, Taino uh, indigenous folks. So that I always knew that those were part of my roots, you know, not only just the African slavery roots, but the indigenous roots that I have. So when I look there, it's pretty cool because San Francisco de Macorís, Macorís is the name of, if you look at the Dominican Republic, is the name of the, I guess, the tribe that inhabited that area. So I thought that was pretty interesting how things, some things keep their names, kind of their original names.
0: Really wow oh goodness thank you for sharing that
1: for showing me that
0: it just seems like it's as as you and i both know and many people that are listening i'm sure that this learning and unlearning is just Oof. so you know all-encompassing it just it'll go on and on and on and on and on and
1: it is it was really interesting to see thank you so much for putting me onto that, that website Native-land.ca, that, that was a really cool website.
0: Yeah, because you can also, if you click on the names like Sway Tooth, it'll go to a more in-depth resource around that nation or around that tribe or territory. Um, and you can also click on uh, treaties and languages. So I'm going to have, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole on that website. I can't believe I haven't been on it yet. Anyway, Sweet L. I'm so glad we know each other.
1: Yo, seriously. I'm so happy that our souls met in this lifetime, and it's been amazing. Mate.
0: We got to know each other through basically a collective of folks coming together because white veganism sucks.
1: <laughs> you said it. Basically, right? We could just all boil it down to that. White veganism does suck. And you don't have to be white to be enforcing it or perpetuating
0: it. No not at all. And what came of all of these incredible people coming together is one of the main things that I wanted to talk to you about is this new rad platform called Vow it begins against all oppression. And you and a couple of your friends are the founders. And so can you tell everyone a little bit of background or a Anything you like around how this came to be.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for um, giving me uh, this platform to speak about uh, this really cool project we all have going on now. So um, last summer, um, we all got together because of, like you said, white veganism. We wanted to figure out a way to not let veganism spear into that path of that single issue, stereotypical, skinny, white, vegan, privileged enough to only care about the animals type of path. And I think we all know what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> so we definitely, we we all knew that we needed to change the narrative. And it was so cool how um, somehow we were all brought together to form this group. And out of all this, something really beautiful came out, which was this network. It's uh, www we are valvao.org and it's it, it's it's hard to explain Robbie actually put us on to that network and so we we're, we're, we're co-founders me EA Baco, uh Dominic Thompson and of course Robbie Robbie Lockie. he he was the one that put us onto this network called Mighty Networks and it's so cool cuz I never imagined someone facilitated a way to build a social network as easy as it's been with mighty networks has been really amazing and it has like to me the best features out of every social media it has like you can throw quick posts you can even write full-blown articles you can put up videos promote your own um vegan anti-all oppression work and that's one thing that we wanted to do was to keep the consistent theme of we are here to end all oppression you know we're we're not yeah. So yes. that, that, that part is what we definitely want to emphasize. And so it was created in order to change the narrative on what people view as what mainstream veganism is. And we're not just talking about plant-based eating because that's not, we're not focused on that part specifically. I mean, obviously we love to see some great food and recipes, right? But that's <laughs> what we're, we're here to do is we're, we're here to challenge that narrative and so i know that dominic he's working on an article right now um redefining veganism kind of like the overall general theme of what we're going with
0: like the animal rights movement basically is very focused on what you eat and plant-based foods and that just leads and just perpetuates full-on capitalism Mm. and that whole thing which is shitty all in itself (laughs) My words are lost on me right now. Capitalism. Ah, ah. capitalism. Ah. Um, I think that this is really urgent and important because there is such a shift, especially with um, the killing, or pardon me, the lynching of George Floyd in the States and the uprising of Black Lives Matter all, all over the world. And a lot of vegans have been posting about anti-racism and Black Lives Matter. But there doesn't seem to be, it just seems to be kind of trendy or whatever, right? right? In the animal rights movement, it's like, oh, this is happening. So we need to post about this to be in the loop. But for, for example, with me, like when I started to be more aware of these things and really see, you know, sexism and racism by specifically, you know, privileged white male activists and it being pushed under the rug because they, quote, unquote, do so much good for the animals, I was really, like, I literally burnt out and I lost my identity as an animal rights activist because I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. I love, I love all animals. And I literally actually said out loud to my friend, I don't care about the animals anymore. But it's not that I didn't care about the animals anymore, I realized. It's, I, I didn't want to be part of a community, of a movement that is so based on compassion and empathy and, you know, nonviolence, and yet can't even mirror that onto themselves, onto other humans. Mm -hmm. Just all sorts of things were said, like very, like you say, like single issue towards the animals only, like someone.
1: Person with some good sense, it would just put any person off.
0: Yes, but I feel like too, with with animal rights, there is something different about it because we, we're not, we have no way of knowing what these animals actually want. Like obviously they don't want to suffer and they don't want to die. But with Black Lives Matter, you know, black folks are fighting for their lives. And me as a white person, I am listening to and reading about and learning from black folks and my own, unpacking my own privilege to be able to do better and fight for your, their rights. But with animals, we have no way of actually knowing. And so there's this self-righteousness and ego Mm -hmm. that comes into it tenfold because of that we're so selfless we're doing this for the animals That when it comes to that it just it really becomes like a tunnel vision like I don't care how oppressed anyone is the animals don't need to die for anyone or any tradition and I won't put in the effort when the oppressed themselves don't care enough to put in any effort Um, it's not my fault I was born a white male like I've I, I did a story about this a couple years ago when this all happened and There were just multiple people that said all these kind of things. And I just, I didn't know what to do. And that's how I burnt out because I couldn't online threads, like trying to call out and call in people who are saying things on social media. It just, it was too much. Like it drained me. And that is a very privileged place for me to be, to be able to say that I can just turn it off. Because I'm white, I can do that in multiple ways. And I need to be stronger and work harder to be able to get to a point where I'm able to call people out on a regular basis. And I feel like this vow, this platform, is creating a community for everyone so that we can lift each other up.
1: Yeah. And Thank you
0: have each other's
1: back. yes right? we we can we can link with other vegans who feel the same way and not, not even other vegans other people who yeah. feel the same way yes. like forget the label it's about are you with ending all oppression for everybody are you with everybody being liberated from their oppressors human or non-human animals you know what i mean like anybody that's with that yeah. that's what we're here for and that's what we want to connect mm-hmm
0: Yes, because that's the thing, right? Community and just knowing that you're not alone. Yes. This, this whole call-out culture, call-in, or mm-hmm. you know these quote-unquote hard conversations is such a new thing. It shouldn't be. We should all be having nuanced conversations and engaging in conflict in a positive way but that's just not how society has uh, evolved right. because white supremacy.
1: I mean, it all goes back to that and then.
0: Yeah. And so with this, you said that there are, like you said, this is the the best platform you've ever seen. There are different topics and different ways to communicate with people. Like how how is it different from Facebook or the other platforms?
1: My favorite part is that it's not Zuckerberg land. It's you know you're not under like this big brother watching everything you do. You can actually still keep some of the features that you do like from them. Like what what do we really use Facebook for? To create events to and and like protest events and and vigils and and things like that. I mean that's what like people in in our space really use Facebook for. I mean I guess there there are people that post everyday things, but that's what we use Instagram for for pictures, right? And and Twitter we use them for those sauce. So here you could use all your favorite things from each platform. You could post short little polls or questions or um you could all uh you could post like I said full full blown articles with hyperlinks and everything that you need. And then the other part about the pictures, what we do encourage people to do is for every blurb or picture or I mean or every article that they post is to at least post like one photo. So that way it has like a little icon. But besides that, it's like Really easy to use. And the topics, that's my favorite feature about it, is that the topics really, I feel like us in our community, vegans tend to be very well-read, very um, well-informed folks. And so a lot of us are writers and educators. So this really gave us a way to, because you know how on Instagram you have to post such small things. It's not really meant for captions. It's more meant for pictures and shorter captions and some hashtags. So here you actually can uh, grow a following based on how good your writing is. I, mean, so I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, that is definitely a por- an important piece for folks who are coming into this space of wanting full collective liberation and anti-oppression, being able to share their experiences and, and stories. Because yeah, that's I keep meaning to sit down and write. I'm not an academic, but <laughs> I will uh, write some stuff in more of a kind of personal experience type of way. And so that to me is also a big plus because it will have such a varying degree of all sorts of different writing styles. Yeah, I'm just so excited to get more into it and involved because Facebook is just...
1: Nah, everybody's over Facebook and, and, and especially if you have a way to create events, because like you can create your own communities without having to deal with the stupid Facebook algorithms and the same mm-hmm. people. Like I personally never want to open Facebook again, if I don't have to. So imagine if my little community that I built and that I started following and hanging out with on Facebook, if I could bring them into this network and do that in, in our own private space, you get it without, without having to log into that app, that, that to me is, is what really brought me over that and the fact that people will gain followings through their writing, not their, their look.
0: Yes, because actually I was just earlier today in a local um, little kind of anarchist bookstore and there was a book about algorithms and racism or racism and like Google and how that works. It was $40 for a little book, so I didn't get it this time, but like the whole algorithms and Google searches and everything is just so incredibly racist. And yeah, I heard on another podcast, I can't remember which one it was. It was probably the Good Ancestor podcast that I just I told you about the other day, um by Leila Saad, and she was talking to someone and um this person was black and talking about how saying to someone who doesn't know anything about white supremacy or white fragility or any of these kind of things, telling them to Google it is not necessarily the best thing because whatever their search engine is, like if they're a like wild Trump supporter, then if they Google white supremacy, everything's gonna come up that is specific to exactly. them. Exactly. So it won't be like, you know, I would I used to always say, just Google it
1: are tailored to to what you search for just like you said so it's, it that doesn't work so so what is the solution that you're saying
0: it comes right back to the folks that are doing this work especially me like a white a white person um gaining the confidence and feeling the community to be able to have these conversations with folks and not be afraid. I unfortunately feel awkward in saying that I don't have enough conversations and I need to be gentle with myself, but it's also enough is enough. We need to start stepping up or rising up, pardon me, and putting ourselves in these spaces to have these conversations because it's gotta stop.
1: Word. Someday. It, I mean, it, eventually, but the only way forward to stop is by having the conversations chance that we mm-hmm. get that that was important yeah. every chance that we get because and and at, at least every, once a day every day we have to have these separate conversations with people with with others it doesn't have to just be with someone that's opposite of your, your you know a different race than you you know what i mean oh you know one thing that i did want to add yes
0: please. about
1: earlier it's not only facebook the the thing about facebook the only thing not about facebook sorry about the the main thing that I like about it is that on Facebook, you deal with trolls and on Instagram, you deal with trolls. So so that's the cool thing that you get to avoid in a network like this is you get to link with other vegans and post whatever you want without dealing with people trying to hate on you or or some, some troll, some nasty troll got in there and started saying all these bad words and all this stuff. So that's, sorry. I I just, I just wanted to make sure that I said that part.
0: Yeah, no, because that is so so important. Because you know, you feel uh, people feel the need to engage with trolls to try to get them to see. But in in my opinion, it's just not going to happen online like that. And so it's just such an exhaustion of your energy. And so if we can deviate from that and not have spaces where trolls right? exist. <laughs>
1: And then at least you can bring in the people that are curious about the vegan lifestyle, you know, like it doesn't you don't have to be vegan to join. You even if you just believe that we should be ending all oppression, you can join. As long as you're not like promoting eating animals or wearing fur, or hunting, like when you don't need to, you know what I mean? Things like that, it's fine. You know, it's just we, we want to bring in people and have these conversations. Just like how you mentioned earlier those specific influencers that are not really in it for the right reasons and have been influencing for a while and now are trying to be correct that people are trying to hold them accountable, people like that should be brought into the network so we can have those conversations with them, you know what I mean? Instead of like completely canceling somebody, maybe we just need the right people to talk to them, you know what I mean? And I'm Mm -hmm. having these difficult Mm -hmm. conversations, you know, I I might not be the best at them, but I know we need to have
0: them. Oh, you are the best at them. (laughs) I say, yeah, and that's the thing too. Is that for you know, like these trolls, they are so so clear, black and white in their thoughts and behaviors and opinions. And I used to be black and white too. Like I used to be very aggressive about animal rights and all of the we things. Saw- Thankfully, I'm not anymore. <laughs> right, Woo! age is um, rough. <laughs> yeah you go right there (laughs) that's yeah oh gosh but um you know you can have these conversations with these people but if the seeds aren't planted then there comes a point when you just have to say okay you're you're done. I'm not going to waste any more energy on you. And then go, you know, engage with the folks who are curious, who don't really understand and are kind of, uh, uh, but they're almost there because those, those folks that are just so black and white, if they don't get on board to consistent anti-oppression, which is the the route that we're going towards, then they'll just be left behind.
1: Yeah them and their and their one issue activism will be left behind.
0: <laughs> yep. C B D oil and shirtless <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. So so much. It's so funny because I started this podcast because I wanted to talk about anti-oppression and other things and there's nowhere in the bio of it that says anything about veganism but because this is my podcast (laughs) and I am it's kind of following me through this like major transition in my life of being like a full-on hardcore animal rights activist into being a Acknowledging my white settler colonialism, um, descendancy, and wanting to unpack all of that and share with everyone and discuss all of these different things, but the only people in my circles right now, for the most part, are vegans. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really loving kind of having these conversations and going through this journey to be wooey for mm-hmm. a moment and you know, kind of sharing this transition with everyone.
1: That's dope. Thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, everybody's been loving seeing your podcast grow and seeing the people on there. So I'm, I'm really grateful that you have me on here this week.
0: Well, yeah, I'm so happy. And because I just, we were talking about this and you were coming on so that we could talk about Val because it just launched and we're all excited about that. And then you told me, and you shared with me that you actually have a show. Yes. What? I had no, I had no idea. I just thought you were this sexy ass flight <laughs> attendant, um, you know, buzzing around the world. And <laughs> you have like a TV show. Like, tell, please tell. Me and everyone all
1: about. it <laughs> Well, first of all, thank you so much for all the undeserved compliments. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh my God! So no, so what happened is okay. So I'm gonna tell you what really happened, Megan. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what happened. Please. So basically, um I was doing YouTube and I started it, I think, like twenty late 2018 or early 2019, and then that was cool. But okay, just like how you know how you edit these, how you edit your podcast. Video editing is, I can't imagine how podcast editing, because I know video editing is so time consuming and like stressful. It could be stressful. And I'd be doing the most, like I'd be going OD, like just doing extra. And so I just felt like, okay, I need to, I need to step it up and, and do something more. So I'm like, let me upgrade my equipment so that way I can record something in better quality for Amazon Prime and I'ma right now, I'ma put you on, I'ma put everybody on. So Amazon Prime, Prime Video, because they don't have a lot of content. I have friends that have shows on Amazon Prime. So yeah, um, it's they're taking everybody's. All right. They're taking everybody's stuff. So that's why and I'm and I will tell anybody that would listen to me, like, yo, do a show and upload it there because it's so easy to do it i'll even send you the link after <laughs> yeah 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 like um if you have um amazon prime prime video comes free and and like if you ever uh, create like a, a movie or a show or whatever they, they you just submit an application they review it and then they could approve it or deny it but still i have friends that don't have high budget shows and they're on there on prime video so that that's one cool thing but um oh to talk about what like the actual show is about so a long time ago, like when I started going vegan, like about eight years ago, I have no type of guidance, like at all. Like I had no type of guidance. So I was like on my own. I didn't know what it was, but I was just good things. That's all I would do. You know what I mean? And so I, I'm out I always wish that there was like a show or something that, that somebody could watch that could show you how to actually live the vegan lifestyle. Not just- eat vegan because mm. that's just a, a part of the whole actual trying to live without uh, you know avoiding harm to animals as practical as far and as practical as possible right so it's, it's a big difference eating plant-based to vegan lifestyle yeah. so with this show I wanted to show people how to do it while also traveling because guess what I'm a flight attendant I love and everybody who doesn't love to travel i mean you know what i mean so everybody loves to travel so and i already do that so in the show one of the main things that i'm doing is showing people how locals like because i meet people all over i have friends all over and so um showing people how local vegans get their food, how they shop, how how they the uh how their culture is such a contrast to their local cultures, how they how they have to live their vegan lifestyle in contrast to the local cultures. For example, bullfighting in Madrid or like the alligator farms in in Miami or or the 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 cowboy uh gear that people love to rock in Texas with the with the you know what I mean? Like showing people like the, the contrast to the local cultures. But uh, and, and in addition to that, and like the, the food, we're also showing people how to do cosmetic procedures because some are FDA approved. That means it has to be tested on animals. Some things are not. And so if you're going to do certain cosmetic procedures, then you should know that there's options out there so that you you know what I mean? So well, I'm trying to think of everybody. And then finally, at the end, I'm showing people how local vegans to that city of that episode how they do their activism, whether it's vol- sanctuaries or, or they're they doing climate actions or, or, or BLM actions or, or trans rights actions, whatever they're doing to, to make a difference. You know what I mean? In animal lives and non-human animal lives. I mean, both, you know, uh, human or non-human animal lives. I'd I, I be mixing those up. Yeah. Just people, how they go about doing their activism, Cause I'm not like, like, like you, we said before you, you mentioned in a text conversation that we had that um, we don't want to go to other places and, and, and force our Western way of style doing activism onto other people. No, I'm going to show yeah. you how the folks in your, in that community do it. You know what I mean?
0: No, I love it. Oh my goodness. Because there's, you send me the link and there's a little kind of a trailer for one of the episodes and Oh, it, What's your show called? A day oh, in the, that's
1: that, the that, that one was that episode in the favelas. Yo, I love Rio so much. Oh my god. I love Rio.
0: But yeah, there's a little uh preview like trailer for your Rio de Janeiro episode and it's so fun. Oh Al, you. You're just such a joy and such a light to watch and your laugh is just contagious just so and lovely. And so you've got all of that to pull everyone in. And then you going to the queer nightclubs and doing all this stuff. And then you're walking on the beach and you're like, oh, look at this sewage. <laughs> there is an incredible sewage problem here in Rio de Janeiro. It's been going on for centuries, hundreds, century, hundreds yeah. of years. So you kind of pull in all of this other really important information and important things that people need to know, yeah. you know, kind of uh, woven in with your, your fine, let's go to the beach and jump in the waves. I just loved those five minutes that I watched and then mm-hmm. reading the little synopsis about about the show it just really made me think about you know because you like you just said the bullfighting in Madrid I feel like getting back to white veganism with regards to you know like animal rights white veganism is very racist in its judgment of other cultures of Uh other countries and their traditions that they do with regards to animals like the Yulin Festival and all of this Mm -hmm. and so The fact that you're going into these areas and, you know, highlighting that, but then also showing that this isn't all that is of this culture, of this country, of this city. And I think that that's really, really important. And then coming right around to what you said about the local activists and what they are doing, because I only have the SAVE movement, really, to speak from experience, but there were almost 900 chapters all over the world of the climate health and then animal save and it was all very you know structured okay you go and do vigils you do this you do this you do this it doesn't like that is what we did or we do in Canada and the US that's where it started but it doesn't translate to all these different countries i can't even imagine i'm i'm from canada i don't i don't know but having Folks travel all over the world and just infringe on their, on these folks' lives and cultures and just say, okay, this is how we do it. And not giving them autonomy to use the brand or whatever and then just do it the way they would. Like it would always be the save movement. There's no, I guess in some of the countries they are, it is translated, but with regards to being on calls for for the different chapters or different things going on within the save movement the different roles that you play everything's in english like there aren't any you know, you know yeah there's no like for all of the organizers and and everything like for the like higher up for the regional liaisons and stuff it, the majority of the calls from a global scale are in english and so that you know, that's just one piece of how it's so exclusive.
1: Right? Shouldn't be like mm-hmm. that. It should. It should be everything, like you said. Everything should be tailored to to who the people are and who and what their they, their cultures are and what those people are comfortable doing. Like you could put somebody on to the the vegan movement to to animal rights, but you don't have to force them to conform to your way of doing it. Like you can put somebody on and then maybe facilitate them creating their own styles, which is what we want to do with Val. We, we like, we, we have a section okay, of downloadable videos where you can do all sorts of types of activism in the street, prepping your own self. You don't have to represent any other kind of brands. You don't have to rock any logos or or try to be a part of some membership. You have the videos there. You download them. You do your street activism the way you want to do it. We even give you links to flyers and stickers that you can print and download. And a lot of the stuff is free. Like everything, everything that we can give you is free. But then we might have links to like activism stickers or whatever. Order maybe you pay a small fee, but you know, like proceeds go to sanctuaries, things like that. Yeah, man. We we gotta give people the opportunity to represent themselves and do the activism how they want to do it and yeah that's the whole point that's the whole vision behind vow
0: yeah because it's so like it's so easy to get sucked into these big organizations like the save movement and i started out with direct action everywhere and because they have all the structure and they have everything in place and they have money sometimes and you're given money to Print up posters and this and that and this and that and then you know every month there's a certain theme for uh, disruption or what have you and so you don't really need to think or create anything or use your imagination or your necessarily your your skill set because everything's all structured and so once folks kind of realize that these organizations you know transphobic and this and that and not inclusive then it's like where where do I go I want to do activism I want to do animal rights or any kind of activism but starting on your own like grassroots is I can imagine pretty scary I didn't I didn't start out that way I started out I met someone who was vegan and involved with DXC and I just got right into it and just kind of followed their lead and learned. And I'm grateful for that learning, but I definitely.
1: You just fall in line and just keep reproducing their style of everything. And I get it. It's very, um, it's effective, but at the same time, you also tend to shut out so many different people with that single issue bullshit.
0: (laughs) Well, yes. And, but that's the thing too, with us Western culture going into these other communities for example i have some friends who are in india who were a part of the Save movement as well and i was talking to them about this and they were like there's no like it doesn't really translate what's the word like poverty and like rich rich people or poverty and it's in 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 india there's the caste Mm -hmm. system which i i don't know anything about and, and so there are things like that that are specific to different cultures mm-hmm. that those folks who are there and who live it should be able to organize around and through and make sure that they are being inclusive and, and, and having an equitable, equitable stance for all the folks under under that quote-unquote brand. Because we had, in the SAVE movement, we had our diversity and inclusion working group. And there were some folks from India in there, but nobody like it just the way it worked. It was just oh my gosh, it was a hot mess. And that's why I left. Mm -hmm. I, I stayed to try to be a voice to try to get things shifted. But it just it was too much. And it, I couldn't, it's too big. Once things get that big, I feel like there's no going yeah, on.
1: It can be, it can be tough to try to, try to scale it back down, but I feel like it comes down to who's in their leadership. You know what I mean? I, I, you always have to look at the leadership and nine out of 10, they don't have not one black person in there, not one black person making decisions. And you cannot, you cannot end systemic racism without putting black people in those conversations in those boardrooms in those places where people are making decisions there has there has to be qualified black people and not just black people other indigenous and brown other people of color but very specifically black people because of obviously global anti-blackness and global anti-blackness and that's and colorism stems from blackness right from anti-blackness um so colorism also comes into play yeah without these people in those positions of power we cannot end systemic racism so that that's where things go wrong so if you look at their leadership i mean you tell me (laughs) you know what i mean and maybe you might have some managers in there of color, but you know more than anybody at the time that you spent with them how the representation looks like at least with now, we're starting this off like okay, we are black owned no Robbie's not black, he's also a co founder he he he's l g b t q i a plus also so and obviously, I'm queer. Um, I'm pansexual, non-binary, but um, we 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 we're trying to start off with the right representation. EA obviously she's Nigerian and, and indigenous, uh, and Dom's is African American. So we're we we're, we're really trying to start off on the on the right path here. Um, we just gotta stay focused and you know try to gather as many like-minded vegans into one place. Can you imagine, Megan, if we had one million vegans in that network? This? or or people people that are curious about veganism and get welcomed into a network like this instead of being welcomed to something like AV or 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 save or or DXE like
0: i'm trying to um work on myself and not taking on outside things as my identity i went into recovery and so now i'm Megan i'm an alcoholic and then i I'm, I'm Megan i'm an animal rights activist and so now i'm I'm Megan, I'm privileged white human who's trying to do this and this. <laughs> and so I'm trying to really look within and not identify with things on the outside and shoot it all out and how that will come to fruition. And for so many folks will be through community and this kind of thing being around like-minded folks, because I have people in my life now that I've only known for less than a year, wow. um, like dear friends of mine that, and you know, like you as well, like I've, I've not even met in person, but I have not ever had as deep and authentic relationships with people because of where I'm at in my life. I feel that. These these things that I'm, I'm learning and unlearning. So to have this platform is just dope. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for starting this with us. And 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 we're together. We we're heading on the right path. I I, I like to think so.
0: <laughs> yeah. L, is there anything else that you'd like to chat
1: about? Um, this is my first time. Like, you bought my podcast Cherry. so I don't. I I really don't. I don't know.
0: I. Oh gosh, darling. It doesn't matter.
1: I'm not a talker. So.
0: Oh, you totally are All's good. Well, yeah,
1: thank you. No,
0: L. There's one thing that has been posting in Vow about events and Clubhouse. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. Can yeah. you tell? Us yeah, maybe? yeah. So
1: Clubhouse, Clubhouse is a new app. Unfortunately, for some reason, apparently it's only available on Apple devices. But it's like a cool, like live chat thing like like you go into a room and everyone like all the speakers are there and they have their topics and you can just be a listener or you can raise your hand and be invited onto the stage as a speaker and like you know obviously you click mute when you go in there but it's it's really cool it's like live everything is live everything's live there's no recordings it's just live people talking in rooms some people just in rooms it's it's a really interesting thing but they have millions of users already it's something that probably started with like uh, uh like when i heard about it probably maybe had a, a couple hundred thousand now it's at millions like months wow. within just a couple months
0: i really love that being in yeah. the moment you know like we all rely so much on oh this live stream oh i don't need to watch it because it'll be on the web page or it'll be recorded or whatever but having spaces where it's just it feels like it's in the present moment even more so because it's not recorded or it won't it'll just be gone in the ethers like an experience that's really cool it's unfortunate that it's just on apple hopefully that will shift so it can be more accessible to all sorts of folks but i will drop i will put all of the links to all of the things that we have talked about in the show notes okay. and oh how can people who are listening follow you or check you out
1: so to find me on all the things
0: <laughs>
1: you can you can find, you can search l travels vegan that's e and you know why i like l specifically instead of just my name ellen ellen flores Tell my, me. my mom gave me the midwife's name she didn't even think of my name ahead of time that's number one so i already am like okay after i found out that story i'm like my name has no real meaning so then l in two of my favorite languages because i love learning languages in in portuguese ellie is he and in french l is she
0: she yeah, so she, yeah. oh yeah, I Beautiful. fuck with it.
1: So that's why I really love it. And even before I, I I came out, like I kind of came out this year, non-binary. I felt non-binary for years, at least like the last four or five years. I just felt like I don't, I'm not just any gender. Like I'm, I, I'm just me, you know. So yeah, sorry, sorry to like go off on a tangent, but yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> um, L travels vegan or Ellie or L L, whatever travels vegan val val which is the most important part
0: here Yes.
1: on instagram yes. on twitter everywhere it's we are val v a o everywhere on twitter instagram what else what else is there clubhouse we have our own uh club now and our network is so important you have to go to www i think you have to put the www dot i don't know why or maybe that was before megan
0: um no, I think I've got it on my computer right now. It just says we are Perfect. Dot
1: org. Yeah, we just all of our um nonprofit paperwork today, actually.
0: Oh, great! Oh, that's yeah, so it is exciting.
1: So we might start fundraising so we can pay like people like to write because at first we started we were paying writers, but the thing is we didn't really have a budget. So I'm here just paying out of like the money that my company pays me. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, my sweet Al. You know what? It feels like that's how we all started, right? Like when I was started activism, I made like all of these posters, like tombstone posters for the aquarium protests Uh-oh. for all of the cetaceans that had died there. And just, you know, spending $50, 60 $70 to make these things just because it's just what you do, right?
1: You want to get it done. Uh, no one's going to pay for your activism. If someone needs to get paid, then they get paid. You know what I mean? We just do it. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah, but I appreciate we all appreciate you and doing that. But I'm excited for there to be funding. So we that, pay everybody. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Well, I'm so, so grateful for this conversation. I just love talking.
1: Oh, I love talking to you, Megan. You're so easy to talk to. Oh, my God. I I was so nervous about this. But you are amazing. Like, you really help me feel comfortable. And you are so dope for that. Thank you for.
0: Oh, darling. Thank you so much. And I will see you and hopefully all of the listeners over on. Yes. Vow. On
1: vow. We are vow.org. Thank you so much.